indirect. Welcome. Episode six. It's been, it's been really fun so far to do this. We probably shouldn't call it the fun episode because we started with the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it has been a blast. It has been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And we're here back in person with one another. We're here from the place where it all started. Yeah. An undisclosed area for all you listeners. That's right. (laughs) We shouldn't say it for a couple reasons, but it is appropriate. It's appropriate. Yes. Uh, It's not in Atlantic City, but... (laughs) It's actually appropriate for what what you wanted to talk about today. It is. It is. uh, As we were pondering some episodes... I was thinking, <laughs> it's a weird way to say episodes. Uh, it's my Cuban side coming through. Episodes. Episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Because we're at this location, we cannot drink anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As we come into this building. So don't worry, I'm completely sober. Yeah. Uh, but we were thinking about some episodes that we could uh, we could record. And we both are, are teachers. And... Um, in some capacity. In some capacities, <laughs> yes. Not saying that has anything to do with, you know, yeah. where we are. Yeah. We might, I mean, that's what our titles are. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we could be teachers of youth. We could be teachers of anything. But yes. But we digress. But yes. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about today, you know, despite how we're teachers, we were also students at one time, too. And there's been a lot of experiences that we've had. Yeah. That as teachers and as students ourselves, there's been some really, really rough moments that we're damn tired of. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, just thinking about it right now as we're sitting here, I'm sure that you and I experience very different types of schooling throughout. I mean, just, yeah. and I'm only saying that just because of the age difference. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, the, yeah, that makes sense. You know, sense. education changes so you know it's very cyclical yeah is that that a word yeah you may have drank the same things that i did i think so or or did not drink what did you put in my drink Um, (laughs) it's (laughs) undisclosed information (laughs) yeah there's there's a season in education yeah it's always changing but somehow it always comes back around that's a great way to put it i've never heard it put that way before that that it being a season because you know once that season's over there's the new buzzwords there's the new um, way of thinking that we all have to uh, adjust to no matter what season we started in right yeah and i mean we wanted to share some things that i mean as teachers we've experienced some things that have been hard but as students i mean we're not naive right if you're mm. an adult in the classroom that doesn't mean that you're the person in authority just because you went to school to get a degree like you yourself had to go through school Sure. And you learned a lot of things. Um, so, Eric, I just want to ask you, I mean, what are some, some good and bad things that have happened in your experience? I mean, where did you grow up going to school, and, and what experiences did you have with teachers that may have actually impacted why you went into this field, but why yeah. also you were like, man, this experience kind of sucks? Oh, man. That's a great question. Positively, when I think positively about teachers in uh, my life, I I always immediately go back to a guy in high school. His name was Mr. Howard. Mm -hmm. 
and he was uh, taught at Lakewood High School. What did he teach? Um, well, he was part of, the, I believe he was part of like the social studies department or whatever, whatever but I, I had him for psychology nice. in high school, which was cool. It was that's cool awesome. Class. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's what made me part of the reason why I went to get my undergrad in psychology. Mm -hmm. I know you just heard my keys. Heard your keys that keys went to the door of the place that we are <laughs> or may not be. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely uh, um, one that I look back at and say, yeah, he uh, just the way he interacted with the students, you know, he didn't take himself to be too serious. Yeah. You know, he was able to uh, to um, he humanized the teaching position for me. That's I awesome. Think. You know what I mean? I do. How about you? Um, I will say I, I actually had a similar experience. I went to the high school in the town that I grew up that I still live now and so I've never left so I do have a, a really close tie to my high school because um, that's actually the place where a lot of the students go that my wife and I kind of lead in, in the community center okay that she works at and that we met at yeah and one of the teachers at, at the high school his name was Mr. Anderson and something that was really cool about him is that actually he was friends with my brother because they were in the same grade in high school so I mean ironic as it is, my teacher went to school with my brother because my brother's far older than I am. Got you. Um, but I agree. I mean, what he did was he brought his passions into the classroom, which made it super fun. Like, for example, he would bring in his favorite music and he would bring in movies that he loved and that kind of revolutionized, like, pop culture for him. And he would bring them into his units and into his lessons. Like... Yeah. It, it just it really made him personal and mm -hmm. relational, especially for for me, like a 17 year old, 18 year old who like I knew that I love music. Like I was tight with the guys on my baseball team, but like I didn't really have a lot of deep relationships at that point. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to have a teacher that like really pursued me as a student and knew my brother. Like that was just a really yeah, cool. That's a plus. Yeah, right? it was sick. It was and, a connection there. And somehow we watched. Um, do you ever remember the, the movie with. Um, I think it was called the, was it the teacher, or it was about how the student <laughs> the student falls in love with with Mrs. Robinson. What was that? Oh, movie that called? was um uh, the Graduate. The Graduate. Yeah. Thank you. We, somehow <laughs> we watched that in class. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's one of the things I remember, and I'm like, man, but that was so cool. Like, yeah. he brought something that he was interested in, somehow related to our lesson, and then. Like, we wrote about it. And that's mirrors, really, the type of teacher that Mr. Howard was also. You that's know awesome. I mean? Yeah. And I mean, it was psychology class, so it had a lot of things, um, you know, like the, uh, you know, the major terms in psychology yeah. that, that the you know, the things that um, people would be interested in at 17, 18 years yeah. old, like different psychoses or whatever you know you want to say yeah, like right personality disorders yeah, and just all the interesting yeah, yeah, things absolutely and uh <laughs> yeah he, and he would have us uh do different activities like I, I remember we we slept in class one day just to see what our sleep position might what that's what super was, sick was comfortable you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> and then we analyzed you know our sleep position and we looked you know we looked at the different sleep positions and, and tried to uh 
figure out some things through that. But it was all all kinds of stuff like that. You know? And that's the cool thing too is I think the best teachers kind of change the way that you think, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, yeah, it's they take the standard of what they're trying to teach you and they just are somehow able to flip it on its head. Yeah, Mr. Anderson, he made us one day write all of the words that you are never supposed to say in society. <laughs> and he gave us a marker each, and he yeah. said, all right, go to the board. Write up the most crude thing you've ever, ever said, heard, uh, anything like that. Uh, and, I mean, thank the Lord of principal didn't walk in, because that would have been a very interesting kind of conversation if sure. they observed him. But the but whole point was is that what he did was we actually then broke it down into slang, location of where we live, and what does that definition actually mean in reality? Like, wow. like, is it figurative? Is it literal? As a teacher now, like, I wish that we could do that. But, sure. like, there was just something about the season maybe that he was teaching in, that Mr. Howard was teaching in. Yeah. There are certain things that you could stretch in order to really impact your students. And that's sometimes why I, I think about um, – now, w- you were in high school, right? Yeah. So, high school, mm-hmm. high school. So, I think when you're at that high school level – there's probably certain areas that you can venture out into that um, might be, well, obviously I teach a younger grade than high school, so I can't do some of the things that, um, that, that my teacher did because my students aren't as mature. Exactly. You know, and that's understandable. Um, but the, uh, the way that they do get you to stop and, you know, just think about your reality, you know, and not, and not have to worry about verbs and yeah. math and all this other kind of stuff, but really think about the human side of yeah, of you're who exactly we are, right. You know? It's not just like the black and white paper pencil. That's mm-hmm. not the kind of kids that we teach. Yeah, and that's not really who anyone is, to be yeah. honest. I mean, if that's the case, we would all be AI already. Right. Yeah. But we teach humans because the only way to really like relate to someone is to put yourself truly in their shoes and relate to them. And, I mean, I want to ask you this because here's the dilemma that I have. Okay. And I still do. And I've only been teaching for three years. But sometimes I, I honestly like to think that, you know, I'm maybe more blessed in some ways. But there's a lot of ways that I still have a lot of growth to do. Now, I've kind of seen myself go from two different ends of the spectrum. The one end being kind Right, a really kind teacher, but almost being careless. Okay, and yeah. And then on the complete other end of the spectrum, you're strict, but you have a structured classroom. It sounds like the Anderson and Howard were nothing like the first, right? They're probably, I'm sorry, nothing like the second. They're probably yeah. more kind. Maybe careless isn't the right word, but oh. how do you see yourself in that? Like, yeah. this is just a dilemma that I keep going back and forth with. Like, what should I do? It's a challenge. And I, and I will say before I uh, – one more uh, note about Mr. Howard's class. I skipped a lot of school. <laughs> I skipped a lot of school. But I You're made, doing some Ferris Bueller's Day Off stuff. I made it to his class. I might walk in because it was in the afternoon. I might walk in with, like, my fast food drink that I just came back from. But I made it to his class because I wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? And isn't that powerful? Like, yeah. you wanted to be there. Yeah. Which, for a teenager, if you want to be somewhere where you're, honestly, where you're learning about something that maybe isn't super interesting, but they make it interesting. Yeah. The thought's like, man, why would I want to be anywhere else? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I, I, I know, and I, and I hope that I, I mean, I do, I either subconsciously or consciously, I've found myself doing things that, that I just remember him doing, mm. you know, just mimicking almost um, some of the things that, that he would do in class. He's passed away now, mm -hmm. you know, so um, uh, I hate that, uh, I'm sure, not that he would, he might not even remember who I was if yeah. I was to see him, but um, uh, it would it would have been cool for him to understand the impact, I think, that, uh, I think he probably did, because I'm sure I'm not the only student that felt that way about his class, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's... <laughs> It's true that, I mean, people remember, honestly, the way that you make them feel rather than what you teach them. Yeah, yeah. And it's so true. Like, to be honest, there are kids that I know for a fact come up to you that will dap you up and give you a hug who you never, you never taught them. Like That's true, yeah. And that speaks volumes to the fact of it does not matter about what you teach them. You didn't teach them anything. Yeah. The only thing maybe taught them is how to dap up. <laughs> but it's how you made them feel. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I hope that I'd not, because I've been that too lenient um, teacher before. That kind and careless yeah. you would consider? Yeah, or, you know, I used to call my, you know, a pushover. You yeah. Know, I used to say I was a pushover. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I think I finally found a groove where I have a good balance. Yeah. I hope. Between those two different. Between the two, yeah, yeah those two different areas and i think that that's i mean for me and for teachers if you're listening mm -hmm. you probably fall into one more than the other i would think so right and and i've been finding myself in my first year i was definitely kind and careless i wanted to be liked right okay, like yeah. you want your kids to like you and that's not a bad thing that's a human thing sure but it came to a point where i became the pushover like i would do what they wanted and I would let them do what they wanted rather than what was best okay. for them even. And that's an easy trap to fall into. Dude, it is. Yeah. It really is. But it puts your priorities in line. It's like, one, I mean, my job is to teach. But two, like, am I doing this to earn, like, value in the heart of a 10-year-old? <laughs> Which is kind of, <laughs> like, twisted. <laughs> and, I mean. Well, here's the thing. I look at it. I, I hope that not, I mean. Not everybody's had, and I think we'll talk about the other side. Yeah. And but not everybody's had good experience with teachers growing up. I don't think any teacher, and I don't know, but I don't think any teacher really gets into the job to be in control and be mean and be strict. You know Absolutely. I mean? Now, different people's personalities are going to make them more strict or you know hold the students more accountable which is probably a good thing yeah you know and it's like in their heart even still they might think that or sorry the lights just went out in this undisclosed location because <laughs> we're not moving enough <laughs> but uh, to my point is i don't think even those people who are strict I still think that they they are that way because their heart is telling them that that's what they need. That's the best way for them to teach. And that's where I've been finding myself recently. Okay. Which, to your exact point, I feel like that being, let's just say, quote-unquote strict, right? Mm -hmm. I think that kids 
and people get strict and being firm very twisted yes they get it very very twisted strict in my mind is being this is my way or the highway you're almost like you are an immovable object exactly yeah while being firm is saying i'm gonna put pressure on this area Mm -hmm. for the sake of trying to to teach you and lead you yes because maybe you're trying to be just and fair maybe you're trying to be you know even bringing light to something that is not good like i think that they're different and i've been finding myself there a lot recently because i've been finding myself that being just and fair for the for the students that we serve i feel like that for for certain communities just of of people within our school i think that that's needed because i mean to have an adult that will love you and lead you and not be that pushover Mm -hmm. but will push you right to that point where man it may feel low and comfortable but but they're trying to to show me something i mean hypothetically i think that that's what makes a good teacher I agree with you. Yeah. As long as that respect is there. A hundred percent. Both ways. Respect and relationship. Yes. And this kind of leads us to the next point, which is we've also had some bad experiences as students ourselves. Yeah. Um, Because certain teachers don't have the relationship and maybe they're trying to be just, or maybe they're just trying to get through the day, but lacking that relationship, but being strict definitely causes people to remember how you made them feel and it's not in a positive way exactly right yeah yeah for me um uh, my father passed away in the summer when i was 15 when i turned 15 Mm -hmm. okay so that was a a difficult time in my life right and that's young this yeah i mean my father was 43 when he passed away it was unexpected um and then there was some other instances throughout a short period of time that really kind of screwed me up mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's why i was so into the psychology class right because because I, I was why learning, the heck do i think this yeah, way why, you know i'm learning about myself you know just yeah. as much you know yeah. so but this guy was a, he was an ela teacher and um i was i was not a good student before this happened i was an okay student mm-hmm. but you know i just could not get my shit together yeah after that happened we didn't have the relationship mm-hmm. in this teacher yeah and he told me and he he stopped me out in the hallway before class one day and, and, I w- and i'm telling you i will never forget this yeah. because uh, he looked at me and he said he said eric you're a fuck up right he and then he said which I, I could care less if you think i'm a fuck up right yeah but then he said, you're using your dad's death oh, come as on. an excuse to fail. Come on, dude. Yeah, he said this. Now. It just, like, takes the breath out of my lungs. Like, just hearing that. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm an impressionable 15-year-old, right? I'm already going through some stuff. I'm not trying to say boo-hoo me, yeah. right? But what I'm trying to say is that at that moment in time, thinking about it now, He's trying to show me some tough love, probably. He's trying to, you know, this is the this is early '90s, okay? Mm-hmm. Different world that we're living in. Different okay. season of education. Different, different season, right? So, this wasn't um, a coddling time period, yeah. right? So he was probably trying to inspire me, probably trying to light some type of fire to ignite me and to 
To wake you up somehow. To wake me up, right? In his heart of hearts, I hope. Yeah, who but knows? At that moment in time, all I wanted to do was throw him off the roof of the building, right? <laughs> because yeah. you're just angry, right? Yeah. So, so to this day, you know, 30-something years, I'll, this is my 30, this is the year of my 30th reunion. My gosh, that's awful. <laughs> you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> so, so go back 32 years. I still, I still remember that. I still remember his tone. I still remember the look on his face. I still remember the look on mine, even though, you know, how I felt, you know. Yeah. So, for me, two different examples of what I know I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. Right? And what I know I do want to be. What, you know, and like I say, I'm sure his intention was not to make me feel the way I felt at that time yeah you know but I think that's the point too is that we our intention is not always evident yeah. right so as teachers we have a very fragile we're in a very fragile position right and we can we can make either a great impression or we can make a really messed up impression Right. And that's a scary thing to hold, yeah. honestly. And I don't know if you ever feel like this, but like, man, when we're working with kids, it's like, we didn't get into the job for the money. No. We didn't get into the job for the fame. We didn't get into the job for like other adults. And we got in it for the kids. So when you hold something like that and you're like, man, I want you to know how much I care about you. But if you say it the wrong way, yeah, it could everything's at stake. Yeah, you could make the, you could set, you could, it, it can be perceived completely different than your intention. Exactly. Right. That's why that relationship is so, so important, that relationship piece. And who knows, maybe that, that conversation would have quote unquote worked, got through to you if you had a relationship. Maybe. Again, and that's, that's maybe, but like, those are also, I mean, we have to care after the words that we speak when yeah. it comes to youth, because I mean, when you're going through this age, like you were 15 years old, like you put your value in what other people think. And yeah. I may have said this in, in previous episodes or episode one, but like there are three things that everyone wants. Everyone wants to be known. Everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants to be cared for. Yeah. And that's with anybody. True. Like to be honest, like I feel that way about you. I feel that, that way about my students. I feel that way about my wife. And it's like, if you, like know me, but you don't care for me or love me, that hurts. If you're showing me that you love me and care for me, but you don't even know me, then it feels fake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're like your teacher, who, part of my language, sounds like kind of a jerk. <laughs> I was gonna say a worse <laughs> word, but I know that <laughs> some people who listen to this podcast that are very close to me would would have probably probably chosen well, I, for I'm, me to say that word. I apologize to the people that don't like my fucking language. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. Oh, you made the lights come back. <laughs> I did. My body just jerked <laughs> in a laughing motion, so let All there right. be light. Uh, if we did have a relationship, that teacher and myself, if he knew what I was experiencing and, and in my life and, and cared to you know, dig a little deeper. He he would not have used that tone or those lang that language or those words. I think. And especially with that event. Yeah. Like, don't even get it 
get it twisted, I believe that using that as almost like a crutch is just like mm-hmm. our students walk through things like you did that they will never tell us. Yeah. And the fact is, it's that probably at some point you did tell them or somehow the teacher found out, yeah, or, yeah. you know, through home contacts, because I mean, he had brought this up in conversation with you. Right. But there are things that people go through and our students go through who are so young. Yeah. I mean, I will not say it on this mic, but there are so many things that I've heard through, you know, th- through connections with the school and, and workers within the school because it's important information for that student sure. or it's from that student's home. The stuff that these kids are going through and that kids go through, especially now, right, mm-hmm. in 2024 with the access to social media. I've said this before. There's so much noise, but, like, <laughs> their, hand, their hands aren't big enough to hold this stuff. Right. Like, it will fall because it's so weighty and it's so big. And I think those are the moments that, like, they don't need a teacher. They need someone to care for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or at least give them somebody that they can talk to. Confide in. Confide in. I mean, they don't have to confide. You know, I know that I know that there's a lot of people out there that think that teachers are overstepping. Yeah. Right? That's a big debate right now. That is a big debate. But in teachers' defense, you know, there's just a lot going on in the world right now. <laughs> and some of these kids are looking for a place to, um, you know, almost just regurgitate their feelings. Yeah. You know, that's weird. That's a weird um, picture, I guess. I it is. It's almost like reader. vomiting emotions. <laughs> 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 but you're right. It's. I, I think that I can't help but just think about green emotions. Yeah. <laughs> You're right when it comes to the fact about, and I think you could probably both agree with with this, that it's all about relationships. Yeah. Like, end of the day, in the beginning of the year, if you don't have relationships, you don't have trust. And if you don't have trust, then there's going to be nothing that gets done. Yeah. Oh, tell me about your bad experiences. Oh, joy. Let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, I had a teacher in, I was in third grade. Was that your throat? Yeah. I keep trying to hit mute. <laughs> <laughs> Eric does have some bowel movements that are happening. We just had a lovely uh, gastrointestinal throat noise. That's right. We had, we had some lov- lovely southern comfort cooking here at this undisclosed location for this specific day that we have. And I had a, it's a lot of code words. I had my third grade teacher, and um, she she made me cry every single day and um it was it was really hard because i remember i would go home and i did not have a relationship with this teacher i would go home and i would feel so unwanted for eight hours a day and i mean i'm a soft man and i'm getting teary right now but the (laughs) fact is it's that so this was uh, what grade what grade second it was in third grade third grade do you think do you think that the teacher was doing it on purpose I don't think so. Okay. Um, I was not the only student that had these emotions. And I remember I went to the principal and um, just because I need to feel safe space. And the principal was great. And the principal still works in that specific district. Um, 
she actually moved up in rank, which is great. Like, I'm still in. Actually, I I see her at Wawa all the time, which is great. Um, That's awesome. But I remember I went to her because it was a safe space because this teacher, like, you're with this person for eight hours a day in third grade. Yeah, there's I, no switching. No, yeah. and I felt unwanted, and I'm like, that's a horrible feeling. It is, and it's like, I, I just remember some of the things that. To be honest, I don't even remember what was said. I don't remember what we learned. I only remember how I felt and right. how they made yeah. me feel, and it was just so rough that those emotions led me to feel almost so alone in school beside all of my friends like but yet i'm still put on this pedestal not in in success but kind of like in failure being called out and what a bitch <laughs> kind of it, it, was, right? it was i'm glad you can speak for me uh absolutely I'm, I'm so clean on this podcast today it's great um funny as it is that teacher was I say demoted. It's not demoted. Yeah. They were moved to kindergarten. Okay. All right. I always wanted to teach kindergarten. I hope it wasn't to make kids cry because I'm pretty sure oh this person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you this imagine? person did that, too, actually. Yeah. And then they were let go from the district. And kindergarten? Isn't that crazy? So so the, the first they were removed from the third grade to second to kindergarten. Excuse me. Third to kindergarten. Kindergarten to Nick. And gone. Peace. We should find out where she lives in Egger House or something. Do something. Something like that. That'd be really funny. Yeah, just to get back to her. That would be kind of shocked, man. Remember when you made me cry in third grade? And all that made no, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna throw Ticonderogas <laughs> at your windows. Um, but also, the sponsor of today's episode, Ticonderoga. Hey, there you go. There it is. Your number Yellow two pencil. pencil of choice. Number two on the pencil, number one in our heart. <laughs> if you want to sponsor, your pencils are like currency in our classrooms. There you go. Use that on a billboard. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry that the teacher made you feel that way. I just I just hate that. You know what I mean? Because as having a fourth grade son and a kindergarten son, you know, when you let your kids go for the day, yeah, you are putting so much faith and trust in another human being that you have no idea who they are. You know, so it's it's a it's a it's a heavy heavy burden sometimes. I think it is, and that that fear and that um, that worry um, for your 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 kids is uh, is real. And that's why for my daughter, like that's one thing as a teacher. I'm like, I pray that she would get someone like you. Honestly, well, I appreciate that because you're relational. You make things fun. Like, it's, it means everything when you know there's an adult outside of you and your spouse that, that cares or mm. loves, whatever word you want to use, yeah, yeah. you know, parents, whatever, would maybe feel upset about saying the word love. But the fact is that you do love them. You would love them like they're your own kids because you're with them more in a day than you are your own family. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, but that is something that I have in mind and my wife and I talk about, it's like, Man, we're even thinking about where we're going to send her because um, it's just there's so many different voices from so many different places. You can send to charter, to public, to private. And it's there's so many different methods of teaching, mm -hmm. which comes with many different people. And the fact of the matter is one type of content 
is not going to be taught the same from every single teacher, nor should it. No. But that's because every person is different. And it's like, man, it's a roll of the dice. Am I going to get someone like Eric or am I going to get someone, you know, like my third grade teacher? The bitch. Yeah, that's right. Because. <laughs> uh Yeah. And it, and it all depends on the experiences of the person teaching. You know? You're right. Like I. You know that you don't want to make your students feel like that person exactly. made you feel. I know I don't want to make my students feel the way that that teacher made me feel. I want them, I want to make them feel how Mr. Howard made me feel. Now, hopefully, I don't do the opposite by, um, you know, mistake. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of weight. It is, and Eric. I just want to ask you if there's three words that make a good leader. If there's three words that Mr. Howard did and something that you wish you could do as a leader mm. of your classroom, maybe even as a leader of your family, of your boys, what are three or a few words that you would use? I think I think a good leader. Yeah, I, I, I think a good it's hard, um, but I think a good leader is compassionate. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you got to have compassion Absolutely. if you're going to be in charge of any human beings or in not in charge, but if you are be going to be um, to go before responsible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you got to be compassionate. And then um, I think you also have to be willing to release some control. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's just my those, those are the ones that I can think of. Because if you can't release some of that control, you're going to get into those power struggles and you're going to cause more friction, I think, than learning or feeling of belonging. Or retain that relationship. Yeah. If you're willing to fight to be right and yeah. not rather, you know, that you're fighting for a relationship. Yeah. Not in a pushover way. Exactly. But in a human way. Yeah. You know? Can I release this? Yeah. And can we move forward? Exactly. Um. How about you? I was just laughing because yeah. there was a a student the other day I had mentioned, my daughter. And I showed some pictures of what we did on a snow day. And I overheard her and she said, I don't know why he always talks about his daughter. It's like no one cares. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 and all I could think of was, that statement doesn't help hey. your failing grade right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In their defense, the world of a 10 or 11-year-old does revolve around them. I so. thought you were going to say, in their defense, your daughter, you do talk about her quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say a, a good leader, this sounds so stupid. I brought this up to my wife, and she's like, why would you say that? A good leader leads. <laughs> Okay. But leads as an example. Okay. Meaning, see, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I love you, but maybe you were a little bit wrong in this one. <laughs> and uh, to model your, your desired actions, right? Like, if you're all talk but no action, if you're going to say something but not back it up, no one's going to want to follow you. Yeah. And you can't be a hypocrite either. You no. Can't, you can't tell people. People will read right it, through you. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta mean what you say. Exactly. Which then comes to I think that it's important to listen right a good leader listens to his people yeah like 
the best way to, to change and make culture of a classroom is to like be receptive to what people say and what kids say and then adapt to the group like again if you're going to be firm and if you're going to be unmoving do you really know your your students do you really know your kids like right you bring in their interest within um i don't know anything about anime not a freaking thing oh me either growing up my one cousin did did pokemon and i was like dude you're a nerd <laughs> now i'm actually kind of i'm starting to get yeah. a little interested but <laughs> the reason why i say it is is that my kids love it <laughs> and i could either be like this 10 year old's a nerd yeah or i could get interested in it to really get into into the mind of my students because i heard someone say at one time that it's like you want to go to their turf right like okay. yeah. in order to really like relate to someone in order for them to feel like that you care about them enough to go onto their turf and to understand what they understand and to like what they like i think that that i mean that wins every time that builds relationships yeah that's a good one uh, yeah i like that yeah and then finally, I, I think it's to learn and educate, right? Like, I mean, we always hear encouragement being a lifelong learner and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, it doesn't need to be about, I mean, we're both English teachers. It doesn't have to be about English. Like, I mean, I love coffee. And mm -hmm. I mean, if I can continue to learn more about coffee, it's interesting. I like it. And I'm learning more. Like, I'm growing as it is. Um, especially it's important, too, with, um, you've probably had some students that have graduated out and, they haven't gone to college, right? Have have they maybe oh, gone no, to college? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I've uh I have I've ran into a couple old students that are in college yeah. now and um and then I see some that are working around yeah. around town and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And it's important too cuz it's like our kids are changing. Like they they can become barbers, they can go to hair salons, they could work on cars, like as long as you are educating yourself and you're growing like mm -hmm. yourself as a leader, then you can also impact other people in that way. Like if you're stagnant, you probably don't have that much fire for, for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes when you get so damn tired, you can fall into that trap of that, you know, being stagnant. But the, the key is to, find that joy again and continue right S switch things up i think that's the deepest thing you've ever said to me get out of here i will not <laughs> i say some deep shit all the time <laughs> i just laugh like an old man you hear that i am a dad now <laughs> uh all right final question eric final question okay if you could have a beer with one famous person who was a good teacher a good leader, someone that you would want to replicate or have a relationship with, who would it be? Man. Alive or doesn't matter? Doesn't or matter. Whatever your heart desires. Yeah. Now I, I can. You could always say Tyler is a cop out. <laughs> man. I think I got to go MLK, man. Mm. I've got to go Martin Luther King Jr. Um, you know, I've I've spent some time just like listening to some of his speeches and things like that on on on, t on, rec on record and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm just I would just love to, and I know that he uh, 
you know, he got a lot of his philosophies from from Gandhi. But um, I think Martin Luther King Jr., I think sitting down and having a, a talk about life and, um, uh, you know, a person's um, integrity and things like that, I, I think I would get a lot out of that conversation. That's awesome. Yeah, how about you? It's actually funny. I was thinking someone who is very close to MLK. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, John Lewis. Oh, John yeah, Lewis. absolutely, yeah. Um, it's so cool, actually. Fun fact, I don't know if I ever told this to you. Um, my wife's grandfather mm-hmm. actually marched with MLK and John Lewis. Get out of here. That's Isn't that awesome. crazy? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was a pastor, and MLK called him up, and, and they just kind of um, formed this relationship with, uh, obviously, amongst a lot of other people yeah. um, who were fighting for for justice and they had the opportunity to walk together, which was pretty cool. But, yeah. um, John Lewis, cause I just, I think along the same cloth, it's, if you are, are brave and bold enough to fight for something. When, it, yeah, when you know it's the right thing. Yeah. You know, and you can lay down your life and your reputation, like you're, you're willing to risk it all. Right. And, and as he says, you know, if you're gonna fight for trouble, fight for good trouble. We're getting getting good trouble. Yeah, I'm like, dude, that fires me up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, to kind of bring us to a close. That's, that's, that's amazing, though. That's amazing. Well, it before is. before you close, that's that's just amazing, though. That that um. You know that we picked two very similar people. Know, we didn't, we didn't talk about this before. No, not at all. <laughs> which, which is sick. I mean, it's yeah. it's cool because I think, and I'm glad that you brought this up before we, we landed it because you are able to see good leadership hmm. by how many leaders are are created by that person. True. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, think about it. MLK and John Lewis, they were able to form something that was bigger than themselves. Yeah. But not just with followers. It, it created so many more movements in advance that then created ripple effect upon ripple yeah. effect upon ripple effect. And as teachers, that's what we want to do. That's that's the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean at, the, at the end of the day, that's what we hope to do. You know, um, One of my favorite quotes, and I, I was kicking around this one too, but... <laughs> I was thinking about Tupac at one point. Yeah, yeah where he at? No. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what one of my favorite quotes is that he said, um, "I might not spark. I mean, I might not change the world, but I'm going to spark the brain of the person that will change the world." Isn't that powerful? Yeah, yeah. Like that's sick. Yeah. yeah. But what would be real sick is if me and you and Martin Luther King Jr. and John Lewis all went out to lunch together. Where would we go? I don't know, but you're the youngest, so you paid a check. <laughs> but you've been in ed- education longer, so you have those cash money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably end up paying. Yeah, I'm sure you pay. Probably, I, I probably would, to be honest. You'd pay. Yeah. <laughs> pay it forward. <laughs> well, from episode six, we want to strive to be good teachers. Yes. Yeah. It's all about relationships, right? At the end of the day. We're going to be so damn tired. Stay with us.